listening to RMD Studios. Welcome to The Table, a podcast for leaders to build community, have conversations, and share resources. Table Podcast. My name is Linda Bottoms and I am your host. This podcast is created by the Church Ministries Department and the RMD Studios. The Church Ministries Department is a ministry of the Rocky Mountain Ministry Network. The goal of this podcast is to provide resources, training, and networking to the ministries of the local church. We still believe the church is the hope of the world and we are here to serve you and your volunteer leaders. Today in the studio with me is Taylor Richmond. Taylor is a teacher with her master's degree in special education. Taylor, this is so fun to have you with us today. I'm so excited to be here, Linda. We're going to have a great time. I know. So today we're going to talk about something that you have a little bit of expertise in. Yes. We're going to be talking about making your church special needs friendly. Mm -hmm. It's such an important subject. Yes. Um, And really, it's a great ministry to those families who may have a, a child or a special needs family member. Um, that And they're trying to get involved in your church. Yeah, Linda, it is so important. And I feel like sometimes we have good intentions, but we just fail to do everything that we need to do, not because we don't want to, but just because of lack of information mm-hmm. and resources. And I'm just super excited to be a part of this. I'm going to give you one statistic, and I think it's it kind of blew my mind when I was looking up at statistics of all of this, is, is that almost one-third of all families are impacted by disability. Um, That's a lot. Yeah. It can be estimated to 20.3 million families, which percentage-wise is 29% of families in the United States have at least one member with a disability in their family. Like, that's a huge mission field. Absolutely, it is. Well, you know, um, when we're talking about special needs, let's just define what we're talking about. Uh, We're talking about those who have a particular issue, a particular need. Yeah. Um, And one thing I'll, I'll go ahead and disclaim is that Special needs is such a huge spectrum. Right. Um, You have high-functioning students or children or people with disabilities, and you have the lower nonverbal people who have disabilities and struggles. And so it's a huge spectrum. But I feel like the most important thing is, and I'll probably repeat myself throughout this podcast, is awareness. Right. Um, We need to have awareness of disabilities. You know, I, I used this example when I was a teacher um, when it came to uh, things like dealing with their child and dealing with a disability and realizing it is that, you know, if you couldn't see um, and you needed glasses, that's having a disability. You're at a disadvantage. That's you need me. Your, you're right. You need your glasses. And so you're going to do everything it takes to get glasses right. to be able to see. And so as a disability, that doesn't define who you are, but it's part of who you are. Right. And I feel like many people... Have, who have met or have no connection with people with disabilities, um, they view disability in that way. It's it's not, it's like we're mainly focused on what these people can't do rather than what they can do because people with disabilities, they can do a lot. They just have obstacles that they have to hop over that maybe not everybody does, but not everybody needs glasses and some people need glasses. Right. If you break your leg, you're at a disadvantage. You have to live with a disability for a minute. Um, and so that's just navigating, shifting our thinking into, okay, I'm not focused on what their disability, what they can't do, but what can they do? 
Right. And how can we make that possible for them? Right. Um, I did put it like we need to remember the laws because laws travel over education into life, into buildings, into all of these things. And I feel like it's pertinent for the church to know these laws. The one law is IDEA, which is Individuals with Disabilities Education Act. And this follows them through schools. And I feel like churches need to be aware of this, too. And it's just mainly providing appropriate education. And that can be ministering as well, education of the Word of God to these students and to these kids and to these people. And it's um, and then the ADA, which is American Disabilities Act, follows them throughout their college years. Specifically, my brother went through special ed his entire career. And then once he got out of high school, he went into college, and this followed him through there. So special needs and special services not only stay with them as children, they follow them to make them successful adults. And I feel like that's important for the church to know. And I'll I'll also share more resources and more details on those with notes with along with this podcast. Well, I know that you put a PowerPoint together. And, yes. And you have some other things. And so we're going to list those things in our show notes. And so if you're Perfect. interested in doing a presentation at your church or anything else like that, that PowerPoint and those notes will be in our show yes. notes. So, you know, I know it's difficult. Um, we have churches of all different sizes. And right. sometimes there's not resources right. to build a special room. Or, you know, maybe the church just doesn't have room to, to do that kind of thing. Right. So what would be those, the the special needs, um, what am I trying to say? What are the challenges that possibly special needs families, whether they be adult or children, what would they face when they attend church? Right. Well, I feel like um, in in families with students or children, I keep saying students, sorry, I'm so education-minded, yeah. <laughs> um, children with special needs come into a church. I feel like the the one thing parents are are worried about is a inclusivity you know mm-hmm. like are we including their we're our children right um, and then another one is has this church or will this church intentionally design the environment so that my kid can be included right not we're changing the child to form into our routine but how can we specifically as a church as a children's program as a youth program how can we rearrange to make sure that this child is included? Um, will the church embrace teaching about people with disabilities as productive individuals? And how can they be included to experience the love of God? You know, um, I have an example. Um, Back in my home church in Louisiana, his name is Jack. He's 70 years old. He has Down syndrome. Um, He can't communicate verbally. But the beautiful thing of Jack is he's been to church his whole life. He's sat in congregation. He's gone through children's church. And he might not be able to communicate, but when it's time to pray and time to go to the altar, guess who's ready to be prayed for and ready to pray? That's Jack. He's excited. He jumps up and down during song singing and worship and all this stuff. So he might not be able to communicate effectively, but he's aware of what's happening around him. And him being included has given him a love for God that is so pure and so rich. And so that is the beauty of just simply being included. Jack is aware. He knows. He knows that I'm at church, and it's time to sing, and it's time to raise my hands, and it's time to pray. Right, and I think making the church aware, um, just the awareness of these, this is how we respond to our special needs congregants. You know, we allow them to worship how they feel comfortable worshiping. Right, and, you know, our congregation back home was super good at just taking care of Jack. He loves stuffed animals, so people would bring him stuffed animals they would be friends with him. They would talk to him, and he would just laugh mm-hmm. and sing with them. And so, you know, 
that's all it takes. Right. And I feel like some people are intimidated by having a, a child with special needs, but it's it's simply being there and being available. Another example I have is her name is Amy. She has cognitive disabilities and mental health issues, but loves God. She loves coming to church. She desperately wants to come to church. Um, when she was moved to a um, assisted living home, my my mother specifically and several others in the church would drive to get Amy. It was super inconvenient. Um, she would have to buy Amy's lunch. But guess what? That's the love of Jesus. Yes. And that's Jesus. He went out of his way to take care of people. And I feel like that's taking that's taking it, you know, one step further is to love on these people. Bring them to church, you know, take them out to dinner. Treat them just as you would treat anybody else. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I think about even the parents. So when you bring in um, children, those parents have been with those children yeah. all the time. I remember a church that my husband and I were youth pastors at. There was a family that had two children, mm-hmm. and they both had a different syndrome. Right. And they didn't plan that. After the first one, the doctor said it'll never happen again, and right. it did. So they had these two children, and they were nonverbal. Mm-hmm. Um, they were loving children, but they were big. They were hard to handle. Mm-hmm. So they told us, they came to church one time, and, and there was two women in our church that said, we're going to take your children from you every time you come. We have a room designed for them, right. and we're going to just keep them so you can enjoy church. And they made the comment, we've been to every church in town, right? and we've not been able to go to church. And so what a ministry it is just to the parents themselves. Absolutely. Not even the special needs yeah. um, individuals, but the parents who are dealing with this all the time to be able to go and just sit in church and know that their kids are taken care of. Right. And it uh, first of all, it's exhausting being a parent in general. Right. But it's also extra exhausting um, being a parent of a, a child with, especially with severe special right. needs. And I feel like that is a ministry, like you said, not only to the students or to the children, but to the parents. They're, they can have an hour of being refreshed, and then that gives them a rejuvenation to continue out through the week. Just like we need to go to church and be rejuvenated and refreshed and have fellowship with other believers, this is a great opportunity for parents. And we are Jesus' hands and feet. And I feel like that story is 100% Jesus, these two women being the hands and feet of Jesus, not only impacting children, but their parents as well. And that will make a parent and make a family come back forever to your church. And they and they see the love of God. And that's to me, that's more impactful than anything you could ever do. So it's really an opportunity to minister to people right where they are. 100%, yes. So, Taylor, when we're talking about the churches— um, let's talk about the top three things that churches should think about if they want to be special needs friendly. What's our number one? Okay, our number one is we need to embrace a new way of thinking of disabilities. Stop thinking about all the things that these children or these people cannot do, and let's focus on all the things that they can do. And then let's make it accessible for them to be successful at church, whether that be including in the in the children's church area, whether that be special materials for them to have, during Sunday school or on Wednesday night at Awana's or something like that. Um, That's the number one. Okay, number two. Number two is to provide flexible ways for these children to be engaged. Again, I'll go back to, you know, if it's a bouncy ball they need to sit on, bring a bouncy ball. That doesn't cost a lot of money. Um, If it's noise-canceling headphones, if the music is too loud or the kids are too loud, having those noise-canceling headphones could help them be able to stay in there but be comfortable. 
um, having little fidgets. Um, those are like squishy balls or something. If they need to squish something or they need to stretch something. Y'all can't see my hands, but I'm doing all the things. Right, something they, they can do with their right. hands. Something they can do. Play-Doh, you know, that's mm-hmm. amazing thing for them to squeeze if they have sensory issues. Um, but trying to get to what it is to make this person comfortable in being at church and provide it for them. Okay, so then what is number three? <clears throat> number three is develop a plan to identify the specific needs of children with learning disabilities. So, for instance, if you have a new family coming in and you don't have a clue about what this child needs, make an effort to talk to the parents. By this time, the parents probably have plans set in place at home, at school. You be a part of that plan. You know, sit down with them. Have them come into, you know, children's church. Hey, sit in, sit in here and see what's going on. See how we do things. See how we can adjust for you and for your child. Um, develop a plan. If if they have, maybe they have moments where they have meltdowns or they need to have a cool-off moment or they get overstimulated, have somebody specific to that child that can form a relationship that is calm, that is quiet and sweet and can take this child and help them have a moment and then come back and still be a part. Things like that. Those are my examples of making a plan. Okay, so my mind is racing. That's how I do. <laughs> right. You know, I'm I'm like, how we're going to make our church right. special needs friendly. Yeah. You know, so let's talk about the moment they walk in the door. I think it's so important that right. we, I mean, even the parking lot, yeah. how we do this. So we're, are our handicap, do we have handicapped spaces? Do, right. Do we leave those spaces for those who are really handicapped? But right. Let's talk about the greeter. When, the, when this family walks in the door— um, what should the greeter say? How can they greet them? Right. Well, I think I feel like I'm a broken record, but it, again, it's it's offering assistance and help, offering a helpful hand. Um, appoint somebody in your children's church to be, quote unquote, the child's needs facilitator. Um, give somebody that title where they can take in a student. Because the thing is, Linda, like not all people who have special needs and need special accommodations look like they have special needs. Right, that's right. Um, they can look like an, an average child coming in. Um, and then you have others where you can look and you can identify them immediately. Um, but just being able to look at the parents and say, good morning, like how can we help you? Is wh- How old is your child? What does your child need? Um, here is our ch- child needs facilitator. She's going to take you and get you set up. Would you like to come sit in our children's church today? Uh, again, just offering them that comfortable space to talk freely and not be judged and not be um, looked at or stared. And I feel like, again, it all goes back to awareness, having a heart that says, how can I help you? Not like, oh, my gosh, what are you doing? You know, um, if a child has a moment where they have a meltdown, offer assistance. How can I help you? Can I help you? Can I take you to a room? Can we offer you this? Just being accommodating to parents um, can speak volumes. Just ask questions. Yeah, ask questions. questions. And parents are not oblivious to this. And I feel like most parents um, are okay with helping you understand better how to help their child and how to be an advocate for them. We started um, a deaf ministry at our church because we had a a man, grown man, Mm -hmm. who was attending our church that was deaf. And we just happened to have some interpreters in the church. So they would interpret. Well, we began to really have a heart for this. So Mm -hmm. we began to teach our people ASL. That's amazing. So when the greeters are at the door and someone comes in and and you realize that they can't hear— 
then there was a sign for hello, good morning. Right. You know, and then children come in and then children will come and find me because they know I know a little ASL. Right. And they'll want to talk. And so I think just making it effort, it yes. makes that community feel like we're really welcome yeah. at that church. 100%. And, I, you know, I'll just drill this over and over. Awareness, awareness, making an effort, being aware, um, lending a helping hand can just speak volumes, speak huge volumes to parents and families who have children with special needs because their lives are difficult on a daily basis. And having a place to come to where you can get Jesus as a parent and then your child is offered that opportunity as well is just refreshing. Well, I love the idea of a children's needs facilitator. <clears throat> yes. I think everyone should have one of those. And that's a yeah. job you can have that's not every week. Right. Because you may not necessarily have someone come every week right. that you're trying to figure out what they need. Right. Well, Taylor, this has been so good. Yes. Um, I'm sure my mind is going to be racing. <laughs> That's what I do, trying to figure out right. how can we create another resource. Right. Because it's one-third of our population. Right. And so how can we do that? And yeah. so we're just so glad that you were part of that. Well, that is all we have for you today. Thanks for listening to The Table Podcast. For more resources just like this one, you can like and subscribe and um, you'll be notified each time a new podcast is released. You can also go to the Rocky Mountain Ministry Network, rmdc.org, and look for us under Church Ministries, where you'll find other podcasts and resources to help ministries of the local church. Thank you for spending time with us around the table. For more resources just like this one, visit thetableresources.com. 